Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they're able to tap into their sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain. And today I have with me as my guest, Mary Anna, who is an energy reader, a teacher, a mom, an animal guardian, and a student of life. She dove into the spiritual community without ever having a tarot reading or a mediumship reading. She went on to learn tarot and then mediumship. With her first formal education and mediumship being James Von Prawn. After six years, three in business, Mary Anna is teaching, writing, and sharing her practical outlook on the spiritual niche through social media and her classes. She's a mom and shares her life with three horses, seven dogs, two cats, and several birds. So welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. I love this. We got to meet in person at Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo um, last weekend. So really kind of fun. She lives close in the neighborhood down east of Colorado Springs. For those of you that are local, um, she's an animal communicator as well. So people are always looking for that. So tell me, how do you dive in to uh, spirituality without ever having a reading? What guided you to do that? Because I am curious. Absolutely. So an interesting thing about me is when I was much younger, obviously, and a lot of people recount this kind of information, but when I was younger, I had, um, you know, a guardian angel, uh, what I believe were interaction with fairies, <laughs> um, definitely <laughs> with spirits. And I just knew things, right? But as you get older, people shut you down with that. Um, and then in high school, I, we didn't have any of this because I'm a, I'm Gen X. So we didn't have, you know, mentors at the ready. We didn't have social media. So I would buy books, but I didn't know what to do with them. I bought a tarot deck, but I didn't know what to do with it. I had a little sack of ruins, you know, the R-U-N-E-S. I say it weird. And so I just kind of forgot about all of that. And then fast forward I have kids, I have horses. I did some animal communication probably about 20 years ago before everyone kind of just accepted it as, of course. <laughs> and I started to read books. Life got in the way I was having kids. So fast forward again, I leave a dysfunctional relationship after 27 years and spirits like, by the way, <laughs> here's all your, your abilities and we're just going to have you come on in and do stuff for us. And so I'm really... um a middle person, you know, how they say the, the messenger, if you will. And I just kind of use my abilities to help others. So I also educate. Um, one of the things that I'm really big on is educating what people should be expecting from a medium or a psychic or an animal communicator, because we have so many different levels out there. Like what should you be expecting? So that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. I love that. I love that because there are folks out there that love readings, that go to readings and just understanding um, that expectation of what you're receiving, because 
um, you know, we're just tapping into the energy in that moment and energy is constantly changing. And the one thing that people need to understand, whether no matter what type of reader you go to, they're tapping into your energy in this present moment where you sit right now. And Absolutely. what I, and what I find is once you go out that door, whatever shifts have happened in your thoughts, emotions, then that's what's going to kick into what's next. So somebody could come to somebody and get a reading and say, well, my reader told me blah, blah, blah. Well, that might've been true at that moment, but what did you do with that information? Did you embrace it? Did you lean into it? Did you refuse it? Did you block it? You know, it I tell, I tell people it, life is like Vegas. I, I'm actually, I think there's more of a roll of the dice down here than people give us credit for. And I do tell them, if you don't like what you hear, you have the free will to change this energy. If you do like what you hear, you need to use your free will to make it kind of help it come to fruition. Um, I always say, everybody talks about manifesting, but I say that's hard work and opportunity. And you said, yes, you know? So I'm pretty practical and down to earth on what I do tell people. And I never tell them that um, everything is just going to come to fruition. And I say, this is the energy of the moment. And if it stays kind of on this traje trajectory, this is what <laughs> is likely to happen. Um, I think it does everyone a disservice when they say, I predict the future. I don't predict the future. I give an energy vibe of where where it's likely to go. And I love that too. What about those individuals? And I know you get these because I get them and they're in that anxiety panic state and they're running to a reader to get answers. And what they, for me, at least my perspective is when you're in that heightened emotion, it is hard to get a good read on anything because your energy's all over the place. Have you found that in your experience too? When somebody is really emotional or anxious about something. Absolutely. And I love that you brought this up. I was talking about this to my students actually last night about energy management. We don't necessarily consider our energy as something that needs to be managed. And it does. We, before I became an energy reader, psychic, evidential medium, animal communicator, my energy was just willy nilly. You know, my energy would just vomit into the room, right? Well, I'm here. <laughs> now, <laughs> I realize that we need to, we, we are in charge of our energy. And so when I get those people, let's take a breath. <laughs> and then I also usually ask them, if you're psychic hopping, your, your reading is likely to be more muddled than if you're just, it, it, pick a psychic that you trust and that gives you good information and stay with that person because psychic hoppers who want to hear something specific are very often getting muddled information and then they walk away more frustrated than if they just kind of went to maybe one, maybe two. I also say that your questions are predicate whether or not this is going to be a good or a great reading. So you often see, I'm on TikTok, and you often see when we do readings, people will say, um, does so-and-so like me and will this be a happy relationship? Well, those are two different questions, right? And so you're there a lot of people are getting muddled readings because they're not picking the questions apart does he like you and if it's in a relationship i guess we should be asking does he love you <laughs> and then <laughs> and then is the relationship going to be good and then let's quantify that as well is the relationship going to be good for three months 
or 30 years, you know? So we can't see 30 years, in my opinion. Um, I think that that would defeat the purpose of being human. If you could go to someone and they could say, so in seven years, this is going to happen. In eight years, this is going to happen. I think it defeats the purpose. So um, as far as people who are very high level energy or high high anxiety, I do try to give them the pattern interrupt of, all right, let's bring it down. Let's breathe. Let's um, concentrate on what you actually want to know. And let's pick these questions apart a little bit. So I think a great tarot reader, in my opinion, is one nosy <laughs> and they become invested in the person that they're reading for. And two, that they have the discernment and the confidence to guide a reading because that's the point of helping someone. I think that's really true. You know, you talk about this psychic hopping or reading hopping. Think about think about as a parent, most of us have been parent and your child comes up and they ask you the same question multiple ways and multiple and then they're asking your partner the same questions and they're asking their friends the same questions and they're getting all different answers. And at some point you're just getting frustrated as a parent going and you're just telling them anything to get them to go away and stop asking the same question. What makes you think that spirit doesn't get frustrated with us? When we go to 15 people and ask them the same question, it's like being that parent. I've told you once. Now let's right. play around with you a little bit because you're not getting it. So I'm just going to throw you way off course because you're driving me a little nuts. Um, <laughs> and I have had I have had to gently also extricate myself um, a time or two because people can get kind of addicted to psychics when they need to be learning to to lean into their own intuition. And so um, I teach that you teach that. There's a lot of people that teach that. I I have had. I have had a few people where I was like, listen, I, I don't want to take your money because you're asking me the same questions that you asked me last time and the time before that and the time before that. And you're not listening. Right. <laughs> and so at this point, I have to have the integrity to stop taking your money because I could just literally send you to the last video we did. You're literally asking me the same questions. And so we have to really uh, be in we, we have to have integrity to tell them. At this point, I'm not helping you anymore and I'm just taking your money. And so I have had to do that a few times. And I have also had to tell people, I think you know the answer to this. I'm happy to validate it, but I think you know the answer to this. And one of the things I want you to learn to do is trust yourself. And that's one of the biggest things in my personal journey is that is being able to trust myself and having that confidence that, um, there's nothing wrong with my discernment and there's nothing wrong with my decisions and, and trusting myself. And so I do enjoy being that cheerleader kind of for others. Well, you know, even as a professional reader, psychic, intuitive, medium, whatever you want to, whatever label you want to put on it, you know, personally, I know for me, I have a hard time. Sometimes there are things that I'm giving and I know the answer, but do I trust what I'm sensing, what I'm getting? And sometimes I'll go and sit with a reader and I may not tell them what I'm looking for because I'm really wanting spirit to confirm what I think in my mind is going on. And I always get those confirmations. Okay, that's what I've been hearing for the last three months. I, okay, I'm good with it now. But you know, when it's yourself or somebody you really care about and you're super close to, even as a professional, it can be hard to tap in. 
clearly sometimes, right? And and that's we true. have to be able to acknowledge that and say, you know, that's okay, that that's part of it. But if you come in and you're outside, you're not my immediate family, like my daughter won't come and do any services with me because she says we're too close. And there's yeah. probably some truth to that, right? Um, you know, even though I say I'm going to set my ego and my filter outside of this room, when it's your daughter or somebody that you really care about, right? <laughs> and they're telling you you're wrong, maybe, or, <laughs> or they're telling you you're right. But I, I definitely, I definitely understand that vibe. And I do tell people it's an experience to come in and get something that you believed validated. There's a lot of people that um, just want the experience of mediumship. Can they talk to their people on their own? Absolutely. Um, but some people just want that experience. And I and I absolutely would never um, tell someone not to do that as well. If you need something validated, come on in. That is, that is absolutely valid. But if it's your sixth visit with me, Right. And we've said right. this. <laughs> and we've said the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I am so with you. I want to give you the tools for you to feel empowered to move forward in your life. Doesn't mean that I'm not here to support and help you, but I am the same way. If you came to me three times asking me the same question and we're going through the same stuff, I'm going to do the same thing. I've already given you that answer. Yes. I'm not going to give it to you again. Right. right. Change your question. And we do. And probably, I know you're probably like me, we we have tried to give it different ways. <laughs> like if we try to, like, well, maybe I'll say it like this. There's a lot of people out there, especially with tarot readers. And I just love the intricacy of tarot and the history of tarot and the, and the hierarchy of tarot and tarot. I'm a tarot nerd, honestly. And I, I love all of that. And I completely forgot where I was going. Darn it. <laughs> Darn it. So this Hello. happens to me a lot. <laughs> Spirit's taking me down a road. I have I no idea where I'm going. I love I that. Ha I totally had a point and I'm so sad. Well, maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> well, let's talk about animal communication. I haven't had a lot of animal communicators on the show. And, you know, people who have pets and animals in their life, it can be a great opportunity to get insight to behaviors, attitudes that your pet may have, things that could be going on. So share with us a little bit about how you've been able to help people with animals in different ways, because I love these stories. Absolutely. Um, I love the one story. First of all, animals will kind of tell on you. Okay. You know what? Let me back up just a little bit. If you go to an animal communicator, in my opinion, and I'm a little biased because this is how I do my animal communication, I believe they should be giving you some sort of evidence per animal that says that they're talking to that animal before questions are asked. So why would I say this? When you're getting a psychic read, the information should resonate with you. You should recognize yourself in the evidence and in the information. And that's how you know you're getting a good reading. It should not be vague. It should not be cliche. Um, everybody's dog does love them. So if somebody says your dog loves you, well, yeah. <laughs> so you should still, and then, and then you have evidential mediumship, which literally is predicated on evidence. So animal communication should not be any different 
just by virtue of being in animal communication. In my opinion, you should still be getting some evidence that says, yes, I absolutely recognize that personality or well, actually that sounds like the other dog in the house. That's something else I do a little bit differently is that I ask them who's in the house because if, if I get information that's a no, but does it fit the other animal? Yes, okay, so now I have to separate them. So one of the things, the animal, so I get the evidence, I get in there, I get the evidence, and sometimes the animals will have questions for the people. Like, why did we move? Uh, where's Joey? <laughs> um, sometimes they, they don't fully understand when someone leaves a household. This Just this weekend at, at the Denver show, um, her two of her children had gone away to college and the dog was like, uh, where's so-and-so? And why are they gone? And when are they coming back? And um, uh, some of the evidence also is that they kind of will tell on you. So I was doing a reading for a gal who had, I believe she had seven horses at the time, but we were kind of concentrating on her one main, you know, this was her competitive horse. She's a barrel racer. And um, I was like, um, your horse is saying something about the, a male energy. I believe it's a like a spouse or a boyfriend or whatever. Oh, that's my boyfriend. I was like, okay, okay. Um, so your horse doesn't like him <laughs> at all. <laughs> and she's like, really? And I was like, yeah, like, like at all. Like, like if, if he walks behind her, she's looking for opportunities to lay him out. And she's like, wait a minute, really? And I said, yeah. So we went on with the reading and she circled back. Why doesn't my horse like him? And I said, um, well, the horse is bringing up a dog. And I think he beat the dog. Is this, would you understand this? And she just broke down. Just absolutely broke down. She had been in a dysfunctional relationship and her, um, you know, a significant other, if you will, had actually beat the dog the week prior and was just always talking badly to her, treating the animals badly. And this horse was like, if I was a human, I would have already decked him. This horse was incredibly protective and loyal to her. Um, and she ended up about three months later, she finally got out of the relationship that she knew she'd needed to leave for years. And it was because of the impetuous of this horse, basically like, listen, if I could take care of this for you, I would, but I'm, but I'm not human. And so horses, so these readings can go in so many different directions. It's just bizarre. I did another reading for uh, another barrel horse and, and his um, rider, and he wanted a rodeo cat. We kept, I, I go, I keep seeing this cat. She goes, I don't have a cat. I said, okay. I'm, we went back and forth and back and forth. And I said, I think he wants a cat. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I'll get him a cat. All right. And she went out two days later, got him a cat. He also wanted, I think it was a her, but either which way. Um, she also wanted some more one-on-one -on -one time and she wanted to go to the barrel race, um, alone instead of with the string of horses. Cause this was a trainer and they got their fastest time. They went to the next jackpot, uh, that Friday with a rodeo cat alone for some one-on-one -on -one time. And those two clocked the fastest time they'd ever clocked together. And so, um, it's negotiations, it's understanding, it's conversations, there's, so many different ways and things that you can kind of do. Some people just like to visit. Some people don't have any questions at all. And they're like, I just want you to tell me about my dog. And I'm like, well, let's do that. <laughs> I also, I also believe very strongly in that animals, um, a lot of people consider it reincarnation. I kind of refer to it as recycling. I think that our animals literally and figuratively recycle into our lives throughout our lives because I've had so many people come to me and I'm like, 
your animal is taking me back to when you were 19 to 21. That was also this weekend. And she started crying. When she was 19, she got a dog named Mara. And um, just love, 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 love that dog. And the dog that she has now took me back to that dog with a specific age range. And so I believe Mara is the dog that she has now. I think that's awesome. You know, my dog passed several years ago and, you know, I'm married to a gentleman today that just doesn't, he doesn't do well with pets. Pets are not his thing. And I'm such a pet lover. And so it's been really sad because I think he would come back into my life if there was an opportunity, right? And and there's not. So he comes in spirit and visits me quite often. And, you know, you know, someday we'll see each other again and we'll be back together. And I know that, but it's just, it's really funny because the last time I saw him in spirit and he comes around quite often, I said, well, I see you again. And he's like, maybe, maybe not, you know, in this <laughs> lifetime, we don't know. He says, I can't come back now because we couldn't be together because I'm waiting for the right opportunity. So I really yeah. think our pets do cycle back through us. I love Absolutely. That. I love the movie that depicted that here recently. I forget what it was called, where the dog came back years later. Yes. I don't, you know, I've never seen that movie because I think it would just be too emotional for me, but I know which one you're talking about. It's um, by the cool. way, by the way, I think you should throw away the whole man and get a dog. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a beautiful, I'm very grateful. He's great for my life and I understand how you yeah. know the universe works in Weird. in in unusual ways and we just have to trust I'm in the right place doing the right thing at the right time and I know that and right now is just not that opportunity someday that may shift something may change yes. Right. And and I've told my dear husband that if he ever leaves this plane in 24 hours, I will have a dog <laughs> and it will sleep on his pillow. <laughs> that is so funny. You should you should compromise and say, I'll get a little one. I'll just get a little one. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was definitely a little one. He was just sweet. So Aww. I under I understand communication and animal communication. A lot of people don't understand that we have contracts with these animals that come into our lives and they come in for different reasons. Some are healers or guides, or, you know, they're teaching us something that we needed to have or supporting us during a period of time when we really needed it. And so animals come in with such unconditional love for us Right. They, um, they are, they are a hundred percent unconditional. Uh, well, I, well, let me caveat that a little bit because there are animals that, you know, once they've been abused to oh, a certain yeah. extent, they will fight back and they will bite back. And there are horses that in my opinion, definitely hold grudges that I have seen. So they have so many different kinds of personalities. And, um, I I've had, I've had, uh, just so many different kinds of horses. And I know there was one I was doing a reading for, for a lady. Um, and she actually is in Denver and we were doing it via Zoom. And it, she had gotten a mare for her business and she was leasing the mare to another woman to who had was learning to ride. And as I go in to talk to this horse, the horse pins her ears and came at me with her teeth wide open, like, ah, right? And I was like, oh. 
And the horse laughed because the horse was just so sassy and she loved being able to scare people. And so we had this whole conversation and she had scared the woman that was leasing her. And I, and I asked the horse, well, why on earth would you do this? And she was tired of being treated like a commodity. And she was tired of people telling her that she was going to get something that never came to fruition. So she didn't trust people anymore. And so I had, I had this whole conversation about how the woman that has you now has treated you completely differently. Yes or no. And she's like, well, yes. Well, then you're going to have to step up and level up a little bit so that she can keep you. Otherwise, if you go down the road, who knows what the next home is going to be like. And so we had this, and it was a very in-depth um complicated conversation and I I reached out to that woman because it was such an amazing reading I reached out to that woman probably about three weeks later a month later and I said please update me and she did she emailed me and updated me and said that things had been going better and that her and this horse had had bonded more and that she understood the horse more and obviously the horse understood her more and so these are very it's amazing to me, and I am still in awe sometimes at at what can come through and the conversations and the depth of what the animals not only understand, but need for their own um, sovereignty, you know, so. I love that. So talk to us a little bit about your services you offer, your classes you offer. We'll have the website at the bottom where people can find you, but just give us a little overview of some of the things that you offer. Absolutely. And thank you for the opportunity. Um, I do teach. I do um, an energy reader course. I'm starting my fourth one this Thursday. So um, a few days. And uh, this will be my fourth class. And in an energy reader course, I start off with psychic because what happens is a lot of people jump into mediumship, not really knowing that you really should be psychic and a developed psychic before you kind of jump into the next leg of the journey. And so in this class, it's a foundational class with four modalities. I teach uh, two to three weeks of psychic. Then I teach two to three weeks of evidential mediumship. And then I teach two to three weeks of animal communication. And then we get about one week of um, give or take. So it's a nine to 10 week course and we get a nonverbal communication and nonverbal communication is basically facilitating a conversation between someone who may have autism, who may have a, be in a coma, who may have dementia or Alzheimer, uh, Ray's syndrome, anyone who is nonverbal, the psychic can actually facilitate a, a nonverbal communication between that person and their caregivers or their parents. And so we even cover that just a tiny bit, but that is um, less. It's mostly psychic mediumship and animal communication. And so you get handouts, you get cheat sheets, and you will be literally reading the first week. Um, it's two nights for nine to 10 weeks, I, a Thursday night instruction night and a Sunday afternoon circle. And that's where the gold is. And so it changes per class, which nights are going to be. But I make sure that everyone gets to me two nights a week on Zoom, very informal. You get to ask questions. And um, where was I going? Doggone it. Oh, the circle. If you can't get to the circle, it's not worth taking the class, in my opinion, because the circle is the gold. 
The circle is where you get the practice. The circle is where you get to read for other people. The circle is where I get to mentor you. Like if you can't make it to the instruction night, you can watch the unlisted YouTube video that I record, but then you need to make it to circle. You know what I mean? And so people that think they can do this without the circle and the development and the feedback, in my opinion, they're uh, undermining themselves and not really setting themselves up for success. And then I just am doing my first standalone animal communication class. We're about halfway through it. Just had class last night and I'll be doing that again, probably also twice a year. So I'll stagger them. So hopefully I don't, you know, run myself into the ground, but um <laughs> And in the animal communication class, again, handouts, um, I actually even made journals for the students. Um, I have a evidential mediumship journal and an animal communication journal, which are available on my website also, but at the moment they're just digital. So you would have to print them out, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm it, it, doing it this in increments. And then of course I offer my own readings, which your readings can be mixed. I do not charge per person. Because if I go in and do a platform mediumship reading, it's basically the same as if you and your family show up on Zoom, in my opinion. So you buy my time. I think my prices are reasonable compared to a lot of the people I see out there. And I and I would encourage readers to keep reasonable prices so that you can reach more people, in my opinion. Um, but I don't charge extra to talk to extra animals. We'll talk to all your animals. <laughs> if you If you book me for 40 minutes, I don't want to... I don't want to say I'm like, you know, you book my time and I'm just not that picky. You book time. You want to do psychic and talk to an animal and talk to your grandma. Let's go. Right. You better get busy. You better get busy. because, <laughs> And I cover a lot of ground. So one of the ways to get a private Zoom reading is on my website, which is soulcircle.vip. Like very important people are very important pets. It is not .com. It's .vip. Um, soul, S-O-U-L, circle, C-I-R-C-L-E dot V-I-P. And that's where you can also find out more about me if anyone's interested. In fact, um, people probably know too much about me. <laughs> kind of an open <laughs> book, <laughs> especially in social media. Um, I am on TikTok, energy reader, or uh, Mariana underscore energy underscore reader. I'm on YouTube, Mariana energy reader. I'm on Facebook, uh, Mariana energy reader, I think, and on Instagram, energy reader, Mariana. So if you get energy reader and Mariana, you probably should be able to find me. And they're also linked on my website. I love that. I love that. It was so, I had so much fun with our conversation today. So thank you for taking the time to come on and you know we'll have you back in the future i love having people come back and talk about what they're up to and what they're doing now because i find that we evolve over time and things shift and change and what we're doing changes that's part of the universal cycle right is we're constantly growing and expanding and changing so i love to have people back on so thank you that's for being amazing. on the show today thank you for having me honestly i love seeing you at the denver show I love podcasts. I love sharing information. I'm actually going to be starting my own podcast called Messages with Mariana. And so that's in the works. And I'm working with Hobby Media to kind of help me because I am a, a podcast newbie. <laughs> and so this will be a, diff a different way of getting information out there. But that's something else people could look for. And I, I'm just, I'm so appreciative to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for those that are watching. I hope that you will comment, like, follow us on all the different platforms. And I hope that we reconnect in some way in all the avenues that we share out there. Um, have a magical day and thank you for hanging out with us today.